0: what's up michigan welcome once again to the definitive swimming podcast in the state of michigan we call this state champs michigan's poolside podcast. My name is Lauren Plant. Joining us each and every week is David Zolkiewski. He is a teacher and the girls head swim coach at Bloomfield Hills High School. He's also the webmaster for the Coaches Swim Association known as MISCA. And our guest today is John Pearson. Now John began coaching the year E.T. and Fast Times at Ridgemont High hit movie theaters. So look that up, kids, so you can get a little history lesson. But the majority of his career uh, coaching in Romeo and Macomb County, Uh, John is also a recipient of the Miska Bruce Harlan Award, which is given annually to a diving coach who demonstrates continued leadership, contributions, and service to Michigan high school diving. And that is just a sliver of all he's done for the sport of diving here in the state. So John, uh, quickly, thanks for joining us here on Poolside. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. All right. So we're talking everything diving today, folks. But first, Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com, click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports. Poolside's is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics and by the physical therapy and sports medicine professionals with the Detroit Medical Center. Our Game Changers segments are back. Check our YouTube playlist by searching State Champs TV or go to our website, statechampsnetwork.com, for great insight on training tips and more. In fact, this week we've got a segment on uh, a great core workout that you can do at your home uh, that we guarantee you is going to make you a faster athlete. And also, if you need immediate care, go to gamechangers.org. I'm, yes, I'm sorry, dmc.org slash gamechangers. OK. Uh, all right, so our guest today is John Pearson. And and John, uh, as we kind of get into this conversation, um, talk about how you originally got into swimming and uh, and then eventually how that led
1: into a long coaching career. Actually, when I was younger, uh, started out playing around with a little bit of club diving and country club diving. I did not dive in high school. I was a track athlete in high school, but uh, I was asked, my summer job actually was at Heart of the Little Swim Club, and I was like a guard there. Uh, we did some diving there, some club diving there, and had some fun. And in 1982, when I was attending Oakland University, I was asked to come in and coach the Rochester team. So I actually, was a track athlete uh, in high school, but diving was a fun passion for me. And I was given an opportunity and, and jumped at it back in 82. And when my career changed, I ended up in Romeo and was able to transition to Romeo and ended up with some great mentors in Romeo that helped me grow my knowledge and comfort in the sport. And we've just been trying to carry it on and grow from there.
0: And just real quick, um, because uh, I did some work with Oakland University with the basketball program in the mid-2000s, and, uh, you know, the name Pete Hovland around there is, you know, it's legendary and what he's been able to do with the program. So, I mean, talk about a, a mentor, uh, you know, to, to, for you to carry on. I, I can't think of anybody uh, a better ambassador for the sport. Uh,
1: Pete Hovland and what he's done with that program at Oakland University, being one of the top division two programs in the entire nation and then stepping it up to d1 he's done an incredible job growing that program and he's he's brought in people to help grow the diving program as well and that's been a great benefit to everybody in the area uh what that those programs do for oakland county is incredible yeah absolutely
2: so john you know we we get into the sport and i i think each and every sport has its own little unique, um, I don't know, uh, you know, practices and, and meets and stuff like that. Uh, let's help some of our user, or our users, let, let's help some of our yeah. listeners out there and, and uh, you know, some of the fans uh, better understand what's going on. So we're right now we're in the middle of dual meet season. And uh, what are our divers doing on a weekly basis at meets, um, types of dives, number of dives, things like that?
1: So right now as we get into this first half of the season this is we're doing 6 dive meets. Our dual meets are generally 6 dive meets uh, and we use those to help help us train and get ready for championship meets which are 11 dive meets and those are your season ending meets. Now there are a couple of 11 dive meets in the middle of the season that would be our county championships and our our misca championships or some of our invitationals but Everybody has an opportunity to contribute on a weekly basis in dual meets. They do their six dives, they rotate through all five groups. So throughout the course of the year, they have to make sure that they're mastering fronts, backs, inwards, reverses, and twisters. All those are required to be focused on throughout the season. And if we use those six dive meets properly, we can use those six dive meets in our practices to help us get ready for the ones that to us in our programs up here are really important and that's having a good representation at the county meet, uh, scoring a lot of points for our teams and our league championship meets and getting ready for regionals so we can go represent our, our school and our community at the at the state level. Very good. So, I know we're
2: getting ready for county meet coming up, you're talking about 11 dives a little bit there, mm-hmm. um, and the divers, unlike our swimmers, have one extra meet to get through to get to state meet. So. As a diver or as a diving fan out there, how how do my divers get ready and how do they make it to regionals and ultimately to, to state meet?
1: Correct, you, great point. There. That's a distinction between swimming and diving. So we have to start by qualifying for regionals. So throughout the six dive, through our dual meet competition with six dives, if a diver places ahead of their competition four times in dual meet competition, so they don't necessarily have to take first, but they have to place ahead of the other team Uh, they have to do that four times and that earns them a qualifying spot for regionals. The other way to earn that qualifying spot is through their league meet. So in their league meet, you take a look at how many teams actually have divers and how many returning divers there are from the previous year's state meet. And that'll give you a total number of spots that will advance to regionals. So you've got two ways to get there, Uh, the keys to get there. And then once you get there, you have to, on that night, it's a Thursday night, you have to put your best 11 dives together to beat the top, to be in the top 12 of the 30 or 40 kids that will all qualify for that meet. And the top 12 or so will advance to the state finals.
2: Very good. Um, so we've got three state meet divisions, and the divers have to get to regionals first and then move on to state meet. How many regions uh, for each state meet? Uh, and how, how, how do we get to re- I We know how we get to regionals, but how do I know where my school's going for regionals?
1: Okay. So, so at the beginning of the year, the MHSAA works to try to make sure that the three regionals for each state meet, each division state meet, those three regionals are spread throughout the state. And the MHSAA works to try to make sure there's a balanced opportunity in terms of number of schools and hopefully number of athletes in each region. So there are a total of nine regionals three for each of the divisional state meets. And the goal, if everything's balanced, is once you qualify, the top 12 in each one of those regions will be advanced by the uh, state meet manager to the divisional state meets. So you'll end up with anywhere from 90 to 120 divers in each division split up between three regionals and those divers will all advance you take the top 36 and advance them to a, to a D1 or a D2 or a D3 state meet. That's great. Good. Okay. We're, ta- we're
0: talking with uh, John Pearson, who uh, has been around the diving game in high school for, for many, many years, as well as the club scene. And uh, is. Uh, um, uh, we're thankful he can join us here on the podcast this week. We want to talk a little bit now about training. Uh, and I guess if we're using the comparison between maybe swimming and diving, so that uh, you know our audience can kind of understand the distinction, if there is one, um, I remember it was a, a actually just last year uh, one of the awards we get involved with is as uh, the Detroit Athletic Club Male and Female Athlete of the Year awards, and we always have swimmers representing on this. But last year, uh, Hunter Hollenbeck from Okemos was one. It was one of our guys that uh, we had nominated to. Uh, win the whole thing is athlete of the year and just getting a chance to know him and meet him. Uh, I mean, talk about a guy who was dedicated to the sport. I mean, he was traveling to the West side of the state, you know, to get some, some coaching on a particular weekend. He was going somewhere else to see uh, you know, a club coach that maybe had been. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine that uh, from a training perspective, the guys who really take this serious uh, are willing to go to the ends of the earth to make sure that they get the instruction that they're
1: looking for. You're absolutely correct. And, and Hunter was a great example of, of just an outstanding diver and an excellent young man. And he represented what it takes if you, want, if you want to be able to compete at that level and be that good. And so what you'll see is you have two different types of divers in high school diving. You have your club divers like Hunter and several others that dive year round. And those divers generally make connections with coaches all over the state and sometimes all over all over the nation and they'll go where they need to go and and get what they need to get um what's really nice is that when you've got a kid working like that it's it's fun to watch the coaches work together in the divers best interest so you know it's but it's a lot of work and, and hunter and a lot of our kids that really excel at the high school level do dive year round we okay. do have a lot of divers now, though, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. But what I was gonna say was we have a lot of divers though that are multi-sport athletes in high school and they may only dive months, out, three or four months out of the year. And so what we do there is we work on making sure they get a good introduction, a good solid foundation in terms of mechanics and balance and awareness. And we train them, believe it or not, a lot like the swimmers. There's a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of balance work, a lot of basic building blocks that go into that first half of the season. And if you do that right, you really want to make sure that by the time you get two-thirds of the way through the season, you have those dives. If you're going to be a state diver, you've got those dives that you're going to take to that state finals meet. And you spend that last month just making sure your balance is there, making sure your strength is there, and making sure those dives you know are as sharp as they can possibly be. So we build up throughout the course of the year and then fine tune and, and make sure we, we define our skills just like the swimmers do. So there, it's, there are a lot of similarities there between the end of the season preparation for swimmers and for divers. What about the weight training? Weight training, I love weight training. Uh, the kids need to be strong. Uh, the more muscle mass we've got, when they can learn how to properly apply that to that springboard, uh, the more power they're going to have, the more power they can generate. Normally, we, in, in our programs, we like to keep the, the majority of that weight training off season and early season. So we get as much strength as we can while maintaining flexibility. Uh, the, the better our core strength and our leg strength, the better they're going to dive. And then we back off that a little bit as we rest them and we focus on being as sharp as we can possibly be toward the end of the season.
2: Very good. So new season gets going. All the coaches had to do our rules meeting. And in this past week, we uh, we all got together in, in Flint and uh, we had our clinic. Um, diving coaches had some great business meetings and stuff. Uh, what new rule changes are you guys uh, working on and, and have had to adjust to this year?
1: Well, we had to make several adjustments. Uh, the rule changes this year was, it was actually kind of funny because the majority of the rule changes for swimming and diving this year were actually diving changes. Mm-hmm. So there were several changes. Uh, one of the changes that's the biggest shock to a lot of people is we actually allow standing takeoffs uh, in high school diving for the first time ever. So uh, it's been standing takeoffs have been a, a great training exercise forever. Uh, we've used it forever in club diving and in, in collegiate diving. You can always do standing forward and reverse takeoffs. Uh, the, the high school always frowned on that and said you had to do a full forward approach. And so this allows us, this rule change, allows us to take that hurdle, which is kind of a risky element in terms of balance and training. We can take that hurdle out of, out of the equation for some of our young divers and allow them to still compete as they work to master the hurdle, but it puts them in a safer position. Uh, there was a two-point two point penalty for not doing a full approach, but um, I found it very useful. As a matter of fact, I, I have an injured diver. She has a torn ACL. She's going to have surgery next week, but her doctor said, you know what? She can do standing stuff. We're not going to hurt anything, and we're going to do full repairs next week. She's actually She actually competed last night and uh, scored points for her team, and she's competing against again Thursday night. So that that's a way to allow her to safely compete without – risking any more injury. So that was the biggest rule change. Uh, There was a rule change regarding how many oscillations a diver can take before they start a back takeoff for an inward or a back dive. And they actually- Explain what that means. So what that means, so a diver, when they set up for a back dive, sometimes they get themselves going, they get the board moving, they get the board oscillating to give themselves a little rhythm. And occasionally a diver gets stuck and you'll see five, six, seven or eight oscillations. Uh, right. So now it's defined that once that diver is set and that board oscillates four times, uh, by that fourth oscillation, they have to actually initiate their takeoff, they're pressed so they can jump off the board. If they oscillate more than those four times, then what ends up happening is uh, the judges at their own discretion can take off um, either a half to two full points from the score for that dive. So. That's actually kind of a it's a could be a big hit, but we actually needed that definition to help us as coaches train all the divers to a standard. So that was the second big rule change. And then there were a couple other little things. If uh, if an announcer makes a mistake on it and, and calls the wrong dive or announces the dive in the wrong position and the diver does the dive that was announced, it used to be a penalty that the diver may have done the wrong dive and could end up with a failed dive. Uh, Now, if the diver, if it's discovered that the diver did the wrong dive, but they did the dive that was announced incorrect, then the dive was announced incorrectly, the diver will be allowed to get back up and do the correct dive. So the diver's not penalized for a mistake made by a meat worker who's usually a volunteer. You had an opportunity
0: to OK, you've had an opportunity to uh, coach all over Southeast Michigan 30 years in Romeo and, and Macomb County. And then, you know, several years back, you came, uh, you started in Rochester and then you came back to Oakland County. And uh, if I'm served right, you're you're at Oxford now and then you also serve uh, Lake Orion. Is that correct?
1: Yes, we we do a, a joint program from a training perspective. We do a joint program with uh, Lake Orient and Oxford. We're three days at, at our pool up here in Oxford, uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays are up here and Monday, Tuesday, and Friday are down at Lake Orion. Okay. And can
0: you talk a little bit about participation levels? Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast about, uh, you know, how many kids are, are, are coming out, you know, maybe from uh, the youth ranks all the way up through high school.
1: Well, it, actually we're growing. We're, I took over the program at Lake Orion, and we, we've gone through a lull. But we're snar- we're starting now to get some kids excited and, and jumping on board. Um, I've got three I've got three varsity divers that are all going to score for us at our league meet, um, and two of them should make regionals at Lake Orion, and that hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, I'm rebuilding the boys program. I believe we've got two returning now, and we've got a couple freshmen on the hook that we'll bring in this winter. Um, Oxford, because I've been here a little longer, has been actually a little more fun, I've got seven girls and I've got a lineup of eight guys ready to go for Oxford. So part of what's happening and helping with that is we did start a couple of years ago, though it took a hit with COVID. We started running things, uh, spring sessions and summer sessions to give these kids an opportunity to dive club out of season. And so we've actually, I'm looking forward at both Lake Orient and Oxford, just continuing to strengthen those programs because i've got sixth seventh and eighth graders in both districts that are ready to move up to the high school level they're practicing us with us off season and when they hit their freshman year they should be good to go so both those programs are are growing and i'll tell you what our olympics and the performance put on by our olympic divers this year did nothing but help us uh usa diving did a great job they put together a wonderful team and it was a lot of fun to watch and that's going to help all the clubs across all the clubs and high school programs across the state and country.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, if if there is you know someone who let's say has an interest now in wanting to get into diving but really doesn't know where they should start, uh, what would you recommend?
1: Well, they can, they can look either at the AAU website and look for clubs in the area or the USA Diving website. And and look for clubs. They can talk to their their high school teams, high school swim coaches and diving coaches. Um, they can always reach out to me if there's a club in their area. I will definitely you know recommend that. I mean, we've got great coaches in this area. Uh, so Oakland County is blessed with some pretty doggone good coaches, and some of them do year-round programs. You've got great stuff going on down in Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti with club programs and high school programs up around Lansing. I've just, there are a ton of wonderful coaches in, in different areas, and it's just a matter of reaching out to find them. Uh, I've actually taken calls or talked to people on the deck, parents who watch our kids and want to know how they do it. Well, when I find out where they're at, I'll we'll find a coach in their area and see if we can make a connection. But use those resources, whether it be USA Diving and their website, AU Diving and their website, um, my club is Elite Diving, and. We can be reached through the, through that website as well, and again, it, it's a great community with a lot of great coaches. So, if kids were looking for opportunity, we can find them a program. Absolutely.
0: Can you talk about uh, um, the uh, big meets that you have coming up? And uh, David wanted to make sure that that you talked
1: about the the diving meet you had last week. Well, tell you what i I will talk about the big meets coming up because those are coming, but I'm excited about those. I'm gonna hit on last weekend's meet a little bit real quick. So we have a wildcat yeah. diving invitation up here at Oxford every year, uh, boys and girls. So we do two events, uh, a, an 11 dive event for those advanced divers that are trying to prepare for the county championship meets. Maybe they want an all American video if they can get that you know 375 score and have the proper DD. Uh, we have a second mm-hmm. event for our younger mm-hmm. divers that are trying to make that county cut. They need that 160 to 180 dive, uh, dive meet. So we have a, an MHSA official here to make sure everything is legitimate and above board. We bring anywhere from 26 to 40 kids in, run them through a, a two hour warm-up, and then a two hour meet. Both boards are going at the same time. Uh, we've been blessed over the last four years. Uh, we've had probably seven or eight All-American guys show up at these meets we had uh, All-American Consideration Divers this year from uh, from Clarkston, you know, get a, get a qualifying score. Uh, we only had, I think, 26 divers and we had over 100 people in the stands that came to watch those divers because they put on one heck of a show. So that's a meet that's been growing. We've been doing it every year and it ke- keeps getting better. Um, it's the, the only meet that really kind of competes with that one from a talent level, in my opinion, is the MISCA meet because we have divers coming from all three divisions just like the MISCA meet does. So these are divers that want to come out and put on a show. You get divers here that are very, very good and talented, and they want to challenge each other and push each other. So we have a blast. But the biggest point for that meet is to prepare for our county championship meets. So this weekend, you've got the Genesee area county championship meet. Next weekend, we have both the Oakland County Championship meets and we've got the Macomb County Championship meets going on just a little to the east of us. Those are big meets and those are important for us. And we'd like to make sure that we represent our communities well and our schools well. And that leads us right into the MISCA Invitational. And the, that MISCA Invitational was actually one of the prime meets anywhere in the country because we have all Americans from all all over the state that converge on that pool from all three divisions, go head to head to all 11 dives in one night to see who who has actually got the strongest lists, at least for that middle of the season. But so those, those championship meets are a lot of fun. And as soon as that one's over, you focus on those league championships. So you take care of your teams and you try to make sure you get ready for those state championships where you want to make sure you get those kids an opportunity for those All-State Awards and All-American Awards. Where is that Miska meet
0: in case people wanted to check it out?
1: That Miska meet for girls this year is going to be at Calvin University. I believe that is going to be, and Zeke can help me out, but I believe that's like the 8th and the 9th of October. And they put on a heck of a show. It's a great place to see a meet. It's a beautiful pool. And those girls are are going to be, they're going to put on a heck of a show that weekend.
2: All right.
0: All right. All right. Hey, um, the... I wanted oh and then uh and then obviously November 11th is the regional meet for the state that's the MHSAA regional meet
1: yep. yep yep that that's a busy night that's a busy night because you're going to have probably around 230 girls divided up among nine host sites <clears throat> all competing for those those spots to be one of those top 36 divers in each division that gets to advance on to their D1 D2 or D3 state meet um, that is in my opinion that is the biggest diving night in the state of Michigan every year that regional meet because I, I've been watching I, I help manage that meet I see all those entries and it's not uncommon to have 230 to 250 divers all diving in the same night with the same goal
2: and you, John, Johnny do a heck of a job I, uh, I I'm filtering those results the next morning from you I know you're up late um, you know you <laughs> Miska knows all you do, the folks on the board do, but you know, for everybody out there, you know, this is the guy behind the scenes, making sure your kids are entered in the meet and that state meets ready to go and the dive entries and the order and everything's ready to go. So thank you, John, for your continued service to what you do for for our athletes and for our sports. Awesome. Having you on board and working hard for us.
1: Well, Z, thank you very much. Um, It's an honor to serve. And, uh, and, the, it's it's a lot of hard work, but when you get to watch the results and watch those kids dive and you know they've got, they all have an equal shot and they all have that same experience, It's it just makes me feel good that I know I did a little part to make sure that they had an opportunity. Absolutely.
0: And for us as a uh, high school sports network, you know, we love, you know, the state finals are, you know, something special uh, each and every year, every division, uh, you know, the competition is always off the charts. And and there's always that, you know, I I love the fact when, you know, we, we break, from the swimming and then we just give the divers their time, you know, and we and we get out there and and just watch them do their thing. And uh, for me, it's always, you know, uh, really awe inspiring to see, uh, you know, those kids and talk to them because they are so passionate about what they do and you kind of learn, uh, you know, um, time and time again, I'm talking to, you know, and they're talking about these major universities that they're going to go compete at and uh, you know, it's it's really exciting, and I uh, and I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, swimming and diving is uh, is doing well here uh, in the Mitten, and so we, we look forward to uh, talking more diving. Um, MiskaOnline.net is uh, the website, and uh, and David, before we just shut down real quick, you've got some new rankings that came out.
2: We do. Uh, just, they're going to be hot off the presses as soon as uh, we finish recording here. Uh, they'll go up live on the website and we'll have them out on social media. So by the time this is available to everybody, uh, hop on the website and check it out. We're trying to get updates uh, about every two to three weeks and uh, just giving everybody all the great results they want to see and get everybody excited for a great end of the season.
0: All right. Well, John, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today on Poolside and we look forward to talking to you again.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right. Well, that's our show this week. So we want to thank our sponsors, Lawrence Technological University, the Michigan High School Athletic Association and DMC Sports Medicine and Physical Therapy team. Uh, Thank you, John, once again. And for David, I'm Lauren. And for our producer, Kevin, we'll see you next week.